This is the Show It Off podcast, where we are building self-esteem and learning how to be shamelessly and unapologetically confident. Each Monday, you can count on true stories, inspiring messages, tools that work, and even an occasional educational interview, all to support you on your journey to confidence like you've never experienced before. If you are ready to take inspired action, I am very excited for you because my team and I are gearing up to release for the second time Peacock School, 11 days of building practices for confidence. They'll have daily Facebook Lives for this group. We'll have supportive community. It's going to be epic you guys it's like nothing you've ever experienced before and it's tried and true if you want to hear the testimonials of a couple of the graduates from last round go to sarahfayshoff.com and you can hear or see those video messages there and while you're on the website go ahead and enter your email because you will instantly receive a thank you little gift that will help you with your confidence building journey it's a five video series i created called yoga for confidence and this will be in your inbox immediately when you sign up so thank you so much for being here for listening and it's time to start the show because i'm about to show it off Hey, show offs. Today, for the Show It Off podcast, the topic is defense mechanisms and self love and how we can be more self loving within our efforts to protect ourselves. I want to start first with something I learned from A Course in Miracles, which is the metaphysical text that um, I think best describes the way I see the world. And it says that um, it's in our defenselessness that our safety lies. So before I go into the common defense mechanisms and how we can be more self-loving within that effort to protect ourselves, I want to first say when we are laying our dukes down, (laughs) when we are not trying to defend ourselves, we are in a place where there's more peace. um, We are not starting war if we're not on the defense. And this comes uh, into play a lot with our um, conversations with loved ones and all of our relationships, our self-talk. But um, despite that, life is going to throw things our way that is going to cause us to want to self-protect. And that might just be stress. Some a stress in our life is like, okay, I can't handle this right now. And that's okay. Um, I just want to first and foremost, like bring that to the awareness table so that we can remember it as we move forward. Like, do I really need to defend myself here? I think is the, is the question. 
So that's, this is the way this episode is going to work. It's going to be kind of like a coaching session in the sense that I am going to ask you to get out a pen and a paper. I'm going to explain uh, in brief the top main ways that we tend to um, defend ourselves, these defense mechanisms that are common. And then I'm going to suggest a more self-loving tactic. I'm going to start off with the um, top five that are not not necessarily very um, self-loving and end with the top three that are um, more positive and more helpful. So when you get out your pen and paper and you hear these different um, common self-defense mechanisms, if you hear something that you're like, okay, that's me, that I tend to do that a lot, or I really relate to that, just put a little star next to it so you can just have that written down of the awareness of where you are or where you tend to be around this. Okay, let's begin. So the number one self-defense mechanism that we most commonly use is denial. With denial, we're blocking out external events or circumstances from our minds so that we don't have to deal with the emotional impact. In other words, just avoid, avoid, avoid. And it's totally makes sense. It's completely reasonable. And it's not very self-serving, which means it's also not very serving to our community, to our families, to our work environment, anywhere where we are. So denial, um, instead of denying, it takes a lot of self-love and a lot of courage, a lot of confidence to face what's bothering us. Face it and then how can we get support? How, where can we delegate? How can we ask for help? This is a, a healthier way of um, protecting ourselves, right? Is to delegate, ask for help, and um, just be real, being rea- uh, in reality about what you're going through. Because denying it, it's always going to come back up later and worse. This is kind of like repression. Number two, repression is unsavory thoughts, painful memories, um, irrational beliefs, that can be upsetting. Instead of facing them, we may unconsciously choose to just hide them, pretend like they don't even exist. It's going to go away. And what happens then is that we're like pushing it down because these memories don't disappear entirely. They rather influence our behaviors and can impact our relationships. And it's not a very self-loving choice. Um, As a yoga teacher, I've seen people really emote in yoga class because we're opening the hips or the back and they've repressed something for so long and then they're in this safe environment where it can come out. So that's, um, if you're someone who tends to repress, put a little star there and think, okay, how can I um, instead feel safe, feel supported to um, bring these, um, bring what's bothering me to the light and get, you know, maybe a therapist is in order. Maybe um, like a book that connects to this issue can help you. Repressing is not going to make it go away. The third is projection. So, um, you know, this is instead of taking responsibility for something, we're pointing the finger outward and we're like, okay, it's all about you or you might be feeling this or you might be doing this because it's actually something that we're afraid of or that we're thinking 
Um, an example is like, you don't really like your sister's boyfriend. So you go around saying he doesn't like you, you know, it's like instead self-love you guys and confidence to me primarily is based in self-awareness. So the more we get to know ourselves on a deeper level, the more we understand why we do things, the more confident and self-loving we can be about it because we're informed, we're aware, we're, we're not um, seeing something for what it's not, but rather for truly what it is. So if we're projecting, I, I've experienced this um, with guys that I've dated where they're like, does this bother you that I'm doing this? And I'd be like, no, why do you think it is? And they're like, oh, because it really used to bother my ex when I would do this. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not me. You know, so when we're projecting, we're not being present, we're not um, being real, and we're not being aware. The fourth is displacement. So a good example of this defense mechanism is releasing anger like at your mom or your spouse or your kid um, because you had a, day, a bad day at work. But neither or none of these people are really the target of our feelings, but we're reacting to them because it's safer um, than reacting to our boss. Um, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I always encourage responding rather than reacting. When we respond where um, we've meditated on the issue, we've asked for guidance, and we're acting accordingly. So it's never okay to react at anybody. We, ha- we do it and we can forgive and, and choose again. And we can instead also set the intention to respond instead. So say your boss is bothering you or not uh, leading with integrity or whatever it is. Instead of holding it in and then reacting at your spouse when you get home, you can instead ha- create a plan of inspired action and decide how you're going to address this issue with your boss. It's more self-loving. It takes more confidence, but ultimately it's the right choice just for humanity to um, respond in this way to the accurate people. And the last one is regression. And this one I think is really, really common and we don't realize that we're doing it, but it's um, when we're struggling to cope with something, we may turn to like foods that we find really comforting or oral fixations um, because it's nurturing, like nursing or having a bottle, like like smoking, chewing on a pencil, so that we're avoiding, um, again, when we do this. And we're like, um, this to me, I have, my heart just explodes with compassion for this tactic because to me, I see a lot of need for nourishment, nourishment, (laughs) for nourishment and for love and, um, a need for um, being held and being comforted. And I, I really relate to this one. Um, so when we see ourselves regressing, oh, I'm doing this, this is what I used to do when I um, needed comforting. But then we, if we're aware enough, we can say, how can I choose again? How can I choose um, a defense mechanism right now that's really more about comforting me in a healthy way And what is it that's causing me to feel like I need comforting? Am I safe? Am I in a toxic relationship, in a toxic dynamic environment? And how can I choose again? Okay, so, you know, look at your list. Where are your stars? Um, What do you tend to do when you feel like you need to defend yourself, when you feel like you need protection? 
And here are the top three more positive and healthy ways that we could protect ourselves, more self-loving. Number one is sublimination. Sublimation. Sorry. Let me try that again. Sublimation. So this type of defense mechanism is considered a positive strategy because people who rely on it choose to redirect strong emotions and feelings to an object or an activity that's appropriate and safe. So for example, instead of lashing out at your coworkers, you might choose to channel your frustration into running or um, playing music or painting. So this is definitely more positive, but I just want to make sure that if we're choosing this, that we're not also avoiding, that we're not also um, in denial. You know, we have to first face whatever's um, bothering us or making us feel upset before we can redirect it. So if um, sublimation is your second um, uh, point of action after facing and, you know, being real, awesome. I think that's really super healthy. The second is compartmentalization. I practice saying that one. That one's hard for me to say. So that's separating your life into independent sectors that may feel like um, you're protecting certain elements of your life. I think this is great. I think um, primarily people who lead with a lot of masculinity tend to do this with ease. If we're more in our feminine, it's harder for us to compartmentalize and it all kind of gets all smushed together. So an example of this, say you're dealing with, I've, I've done this a lot, like um, having when I was in a really unhealthy relationship and then I'd have to go like teach a yoga class or, um, you know, visit a friend or, or work with a client. I didn't want to bring that stress into what I was doing at that moment. So I would compartmentalize. And I think that this is great unless your whole life is all cubbyholed out. You want to feel whole. You want to feel like a whole person, right? So instead of um, just not instead, I guess what I want to say is if you're going to compartmentalize, just make sure there's balance to it and that you're doing it in a healthy way. And I think it is healthy to like not bring your personal relationship issues into your work environment. You want to stay focused. And if you're like, for instance, compartmentalizing within your intimate relationship and you're not able to be your whole self because maybe they can't handle that part of you, that's not quite as healthy. So let's just have like an awareness around that. And the third um, is intellectualization. So this is like if you're hit with a really stressful situation and instead of like diving into the emotions of it, our response is rather to focus on like what we can control. Like if your child's sick, you you might be overwhelmed with sadness about this. So you're focusing on the doctor's appointments and the medical schedule and, um, you know, the tasks at hand and that you can control. I think this is great as long as we're not also repressing. So, you know, maybe that means just handling something in smaller quantities. Okay. My child's sick. This is overwhelming me with sadness and fear. You know, maybe I can just talk about this with this person or in therapy or in my journal and then pray and let go of the control and rather let God, the divine universe, however you want to say it, um, I'm going to trust that this is going to be in in hands that are bigger than mine. 
So, um, you know, that might mean praying to Archangel Michael and just being like, protect this child and I'm going to focus on what I can do and the the rest I'm going to release. So I think like all of this to say is that we are, we are human. We're going to have all of these feelings. We're going to have stress in our life, heartbreak, anger. Can we face these without, uh, can we rather, I guess I want to say is, can we handle these while being self-loving? What is the most self-loving way we can handle these stresses and heartbreaks that come up? If we're aware of these defense mechanisms that we as humans tend to lean towards and we can like have a protocol for how we want to handle things, we can be a lot more self-loving, we can be better for our communities, we can be more confident because we have a plan of action, Um, we can be better humans and we can feel really great about ourselves because we have that awareness and we have a plan and we know how we're going to handle what life brings our way. So uh, lastly, you guys know, I'm going to bring up meditation. I'm going to bring up yoga practice. I'm going to bring up how are you starting your day? What habits um, are you in, whether conscious or unconscious, that's affecting how you react to things? Are you reacting? Are you responding? Are you overwhelmed? Are you taking care of your health? Are you a whole person? And if you feel like you need more support in this, I am taking three new clients for one-on-one coaching, and I can talk to you about your specific things that are going on in your life, and we can work out a plan, a plan of action, um, create new habits and new practices to deal with these things in your life. And Peacock School is launching very soon for our second round Peacock School is all about teaching you practices that build self-love, that build confidence. And if you have these practices um, laid out and set into motion, they become as natural as brushing your teeth in the morning or, you know, setting your alarm at night. Like whatever you happen to be doing as a habit, you can include new healthy ones and, and, um, you know, clean out and disregard the habits that aren't serving your life for the greater picture. So if you want more information about Peacock School and you'd like to sign up and you're feeling like it it could be for you, go to sarahfaceshoff.com and you can read some testimonials. Here's some um, testimonial videos of our past graduates of the course, and you can look at the peacock.school website. There's a link there where you can get more information. So I'm always here to support you in as many ways as I can. Um, Look at the list that you made while you were listening to this. Look at where you starred of your defense mechanisms and see with awareness and self-love on how you can choose differently for a better result. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. You're amazing. You're perfectly imperfect. So go ahead and show it off. If you like the Show It Off podcast, then you will also like the Show It Off book club. 
I have hand-selected a library of books that will empower you and keep you on track with your confidence-building goals. Reading has always been a huge love of mine, and if it weren't for the books that I feel like are my friends that have taught me so much, I just don't know where I would be now. That is why I started the Show It Off book club, and I hope you will join the club. It's free, it's fun, it's easy. How to join? Just go to at Show It Off podcast page on Instagram, follow the page, see the post where I list all of the books on the list. It's a picture of a stack of books. I will help you find it. Start your own empowering library. Tune in each Friday for the conversation starter videos I post of the chapters we are on, and I'll post them on the Show It Off podcast Instagram page. If you can read one to three chapters a week, you will be set. If you can't, you can still see the videos anytime, but it would be amazing if you were able to leave comments and share your thoughts with the chapters we're on with the group in real time. This is to help you really integrate the high vibe thoughts you need to be a part of your life in order to truly embody being deeply self-loving and shamelessly and unapologetically confident. So join the Show It Off book club today. Every play of this show means the world to me. Thank you for your time and for listening. I'd love to hear from you now. Questions and comments are welcomed at showitoffpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for subscribing to the Show It Off podcast. And if you have a moment, if you could leave a review on iTunes, it would help other people to find this message of confidence. You could also help someone build confidence by texting this episode to at least one person now. Being self-loving means being authentic, bold, and confident. So shamelessly and unapologetically show it off.